Hello, this is Tom Stever with Soil Smart, a podcast from the Soil Health Partnership. In our podcasts, we're talking soil health, why it matters, the ag practices that foster it, and the farmers who live it. Today, we're talking to John Stewart, the Soil Health Partnership Field Manager in Central Indiana. We're talking about this year's top toy for a farmer's Christmas list. It doesn't matter how old a person is, everyone likes a good toy for Christmas. Some toys can actually improve a farm operation. So, John, from a sustainability standpoint, as well as an economic standpoint, what is the number one toy that should be on every farmer's Christmas list this year? For Christmas this year, my number one toy on my list would be a drone. They are a great tool for monitoring field conditions. They provide a great deal of flexibility to just see what's going on in your fields all throughout the year help to identify problems and monitor your crop so it's doing the best that it can. How does the technology support soil health? For supporting soil health, you can get instant feedback from your field. With some software these days, you can view imagery right at your field edge within five to ten minutes of flying. So it will cut down on scouting time out in the field. You can view problem areas in the field, walk straight to them, help to identify if your soil is compacted, maybe showing those signs from the imagery help you identify nutrient issues or just general plant health issues that can all be tied back to soil health. So what's a good way to get started in drones, John? Well, there's several good options to get started. I think networking and researching options out there is a great way to get started. The drone industry has boomed in the last several years, so there's lots of different types of drones to fly, from fixed-wing models to multi-rotor aircraft. It can be a daunting task to try to figure out what to purchase, and some options can get incredibly expensive. There's a lot of different field days where you can view how uh, drones are being used in agriculture. Agronomists have really uh, started to use them to cut down on their scouting time. So I would reach out to maybe your network of people to see uh, what other people are using. Go to meetings, use the Internet. There's lots of different options just to get you started. To narrow it down, I would suggest thinking of how you would want to use it. Do you need advanced sensors for crop health or are you just wanting general information for scouting? Basically, to start, I would narrow down what you want to do with it and then that will help guide you to the drone you want to purchase. And software is also a part of this, isn't it? How does that fit in? Yes, software is very important. I use the Drone Deploy software along with a DJI Mavic Pro drone. With just a drone, you may be able to go out and take some images and view those and see what's going on. But with a powerful software suite, you can do planned flights for um, repeatability to create an ortho mosaic image of your field, which basically takes a lot of high-definition photos, stitches them together into one large photo, which will have very good clarity and picture quality. And it also makes it very user-friendly and repeatable, so you can get out there many times a year. The software makes it very easy. I can I just use my phone. I have an iPhone. I can open the app, get the drone calibrated and ready to go, and up and fly in the field within about 10 minutes of arriving at a field edge. Fly anywhere from 50 to 80 acres in about 25 minutes, and then have that imagery back to the phone pretty quick. There's other options out there, uh, Precision Hawk and some other companies. The Drone Deploy, I do highly suggest they have an, an ag package that you can either pay monthly or a yearly subscription, but it's very tailored to farmers and it's very user-friendly. My suggestion is to pair a drone with a good software suite to get the most out of it. 
I have to bring this up. John, I want to talk about the regulatory part of this. What is drone licensing and who needs a license? Yeah, drone licensing has come about in the last few years. The FAA has mandated that anyone using a drone for a commercial purpose needs to have a FAA Part 107 drone license. A couple of years ago, I went through the testing procedure. You have to go to a certified testing location. A lot of smaller airports provide the testing services. There's a lot of different materials to cover on the test, from airspace regulations to times of day to drone setup. It's basically to make sure that the airspace is safe. The FAA doesn't want just your average person to be flying a drone in regulated airspace because that could cause a very real problem. I think it's very important to highlight the licensing. Um, It's not policed real closely, but I think there's a lot of misunderstanding of who does need a license. If you're just flying for a hobby, you don't need one. But for a farmer, if you are flying your fields and gaining information that's benefiting your operation, your bottom line, that is considered a commercial use and they would need a drone license. So I highly suggest looking into that. If you do have a drone or considering getting one, the test, you definitely need to study and prepare. And there's some resources out there, several good online training resources to help prepare for that. It's definitely an important aspect and helps to keep other pilots and other people safe out there. How does a farmer know whether he or she is legal to fly? That goes back to understanding your airspace and your local area. A lot of farms are very rural and not close to airports, so you know there's a pretty good chance you'll be fine to fly. But if you do have a uh, an airport close by, I would definitely check in, make sure they're okay. Sometimes you can get special permission or just reach out to them. You know, if it's a smaller, you know, local airport, you can just ask when there might be a window of opportunity for you to fly and they can provide you with a letter or a waiver to make sure that you are legal for that. As far as more commercial regulated airspace, there's FAA charts to designate what those are. And if you go through the drone licensing process, you'll have a much better understanding of those charts and be able to interpret them. John, we're talking about flying machines here. What are the potential risks to flying drones? Well, there's several risks to it. Number one is there is a distinct possibility that you could crash one. I'm sure a lot of people have probably seen the videos out there of drone pilots crashing or uh, run into an obstacle. It does happen. I have crashed one before. Two of my rotors on my drone just turned off last year, and the drone just crashed to the ground, and there was no explanation why. So these are still fairly new technology. Accidents do happen, so there is that possibility of crashing it. Another one is just be uh, mindful of your neighbors and where you're flying. Uh, you know, some people could possibly feel that you might be spying on them. So if you're flying near someone else's property, you may want to give them a heads up of what you're doing so they know, because otherwise you might have some questions or think that you're doing something that you're not supposed to. By FAA standards, you're supposed to always maintain visual contact with your drone, which can be a challenge. Some of these, like the one I fly in particular, is pretty small, so it's difficult to keep an eye on it. But that is a great safety tool to avoid obstacles and prevent crashes in doing that. Okay, when it comes time to buy a drone, what are the drone options that are economical and easy to use? Well, there's lots of options out there. I mentioned DJI. They are, um, in my mind, they are a leader in the industry, especially for uh, ag-tailored drones. I fly the DJI Mavic Pro. Uh, It costs around $1,000, which, you know, it's a good good, uh, bit of money. But uh, when you consider um, if uh, 
farmers have a satellite imagery service or paying maybe their agronomist to come out and fly their field with a, a drone. Um, you know, considering those costs, you know, if you purchase your own, uh, then you have the flexibility to fly whenever you want. In the long term, you know, you might be able to recoup those costs and then some. Um, so DJI also has a Phantom line of drones that uh, they're a little bit bigger than the Mavic, um, a little bit higher quality camera. Um, they are, they're probably the most common across the agricultural sphere of drone flying. Um, there are other brands, like I mentioned, uh, uh, Precision Hawk and some fixed wing options. But uh, to me, the DJIs provide a great combination of picture quality, user friendliness, um, and cost as well. Okay, John, your Christmas wish is granted. You have a drone. So how do you get set up and start flying fields? Uh, the best way to get started flying, um, first, do some research uh, beforehand. Um, the uh, DJI has their own app um, and a great website to go through all the instructions on how to set it up. Um, you know, put it to, it's pretty simple to put it together. The way they come, you basically have to just add on, um, put on the rotors for the wings and uh, download the app. Um, there are some calibration um, procedures that you have to follow. Um, but if you download the app and look up um, their website or a couple videos, it's pretty simple to get up and flying. Um, and then as far as, uh, you know, I suggest starting small. They have, a, DJI has a uh, beginner mode in their app for flying so that it limits the height you can fly, the distance away you can fly. I highly suggest start, you know, your first few flights be in a wide open area, not near power lines or anything else. Um, another good um, consideration, um, there can be significant magnetic interference with these drones and the, their signals um, back to the handset you're using. Um, so cali do not calibrate on any metal surfaces or near electrical cables or even on concrete that might have uh, you know, metal rebar through it. They can mess up your calibration. And I've heard uh, firsthand stories of people um, wrecking their drone due to a, a poor calibration. So, um, yep. The apps, uh, the DJI app and the Drone Deploy app, they make it uh, pretty simple. But uh, be aware of your surroundings. And like I said, you know, um, don't fly close to obstacles or some of those other things I touched on. John, we're coming up on World Soil Day. Before I let you go, what is World Soil Day? Okay. World Soil Day is December 5th. It was uh, it started by the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations, um, its main goal is to celebrate one of the Earth's most most vital resources, and that is soil. Uh, soil is essential for filtering pollutants from our water, uh, storing carbon, and providing the foundation for um, near 95% of our world's food supply. Um, so they developed this day on December 5th as a reminder uh, to pay extra attention to our soils and how important they are uh, to our livelihoods. Thank you, John Stewart, Soil Health Partnership Field Manager in Central Indiana. And thank you for joining us for Soil Smart. To find more podcasts and information from the Soil Health Partnership, go to soilhealthpartnership.org or subscribe through iTunes or Google Play.